born to die that he might give eternal life that I might live Welcome to Yankee Arnold Ministries. Dr. Arnold will be with you in just a moment, but first, we want you to know how much we appreciate your prayers and financial support. You may help this radio ministry by donating online at yankeearnold.com or by mail at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Again, that's 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Feel free to send Dr. Arnold your questions or comments to yankee at yankeearnold.com, and he will respond as quickly as possible. Now, here is Dr. Arnold with today's message. The title of today's message is called, When God Comes to Visit. Now, I know that I have, you know, been a preacher, I go by and see people and Sometimes I've had people say, oh, preacher, you, you don't want to come in the house right now. You, you'll see the, the house is just a mess. It is a mess. And I says, well, I promise not to look. And you go in there and everything's spick and span. Nothing's wrong. I think they just say that so that you're really impressed. And I am. So you ought to see mine. <laughs> no. Uh, my wife says, okay, she's not in here. And, uh, but a lot of times, you know, people say, oh, my, my house is a mess or... And sometimes you hear that company's coming. When company's coming, what do you generally want to do? Clean the house. Everything got to be just right because company's coming. Because you know if company comes and that house is a mess, they're going to tell somebody. And you're worried about not just the person who sees it messed up. You're worried about the person they tell. I remember Betty invited Mama and Thomas and, you know, and, and, and some of our kids and all to come over to the house. And you know what she made me do? I mean, this is family. Guess what she made me do? Clean up. I had to clean up the outside. The outside of a house. I mean, I had stuff everywhere. And it looks fine. And she says, Yankee, the downstairs is a mess. Who cares? This is the downstairs. I had to go down there and sweep the down, sweep the downstairs. Because my family's coming over. Family ought to stay home when you got to work like that. <laughs> Just joking. But the Bible says God came to visit. Now, I want you to see this in the book of Luke in chapter 1. Look there in verse 68. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people. In other words... He's not only saying this at the moment about what he's doing, but what he's going to do. And it's written like it's already done, because he has not yet redeemed his people by his birth. That's when he went to the cross. But it's like, it's such a reality that it can be looked as something that's a completed job. But he says that God is going to visit his people. And they knew and they understood that that child that Mary had in her womb, that was God. That is God. God is visiting the earth. And what would you do if you knew that today the Lord was going to go to your house? Is there anything in your house that you would want to 
straighten up. It may not be the house, but is there anything that you may say or do that you would want to impress God? It's amazing how we want to impress so many people in so many ways. And yet God is the one that we should be always concerned about. Now, he came and he visited the earth. That's when Jesus was born. Now I want you to take your Bible in Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19. And notice what Jesus said. He says in verse 41 of chapter 19, And when he was come near, he beheld the city, talking about the city of Jerusalem, and he wept over the city of Jerusalem. Now, you know, it's amazing that today that there's people in the paper saying uh, that the Jews have gone back to Israel and, and they've taken the land away from the Palestinians. Wait a minute. How did the Palestinians get the land? They came in there and took it away from the Jews years before. Here it is in the Bible 2,000 years ago, and the Jews were in Jerusalem, and it was the capital of Israel. Yes or no? Yes, it was. God gave it to them. Look what he said in verse 42. Saying, if thou hast known, even thou, at least in this thy day, the things which belong unto thy peace, but now are they hid from thine eyes. In other words, you don't know who I am. You wish not who it was, as a verse says. And he says, he wept over the city of Jerusalem because they knew not the day of God's visitation. The day God came to the earth and he visited the earth and they didn't recognize God. They didn't know who he was. They didn't believe he was truly the Messiah, the king of Israel. And he says there in verse 44, And shall lay thee even with the ground and thy children within thee. And they shall not leave in thee one stone upon another. Because, here's what, because thou knewest not the time of thy visitation. In other words, God came to visit and you didn't know who he was. He told about his coming all those years in advance, all the prophecies in advance. And then when he came, they didn't believe him. And that's why he says that John the Baptist was sent before them to prepare the hearts of the people for the Messiah. And that's why he says, let the heels be brought low and let every crooked way be made straight. In other words, people get right with God. Why? He's coming. Prepare. He's going to visit with you. He's coming to the earth. Here he is. Here's God. If you really believed that God was in your presence all the time, really believed it, would it affect the way you think, the way you dress, the way you talk? Would it affect everything in your life if you really believed that? Take your Bible and look in the book of Isaiah, chapter 50. The book of Isaiah and chapter 50. And look there in verse 4. I am to live as one who is learned from yesterday. In other words, every day you live, you're supposed to gain knowledge to make you wiser the following day. Today is the day you're supposed to demonstrate the wisdom from what you learned yesterday. Now, are you getting wiser as you get older? Or are you getting dumber? Isn't it a shame to watch older people 
make more foolish, idiotic mistakes and decisions than they did 10, 15, 20 years ago. You're supposed to be wiser now, smarter now, more stabilized now, more filled with peace and joy and purpose and all those wonderful things. The older you get, the more godlier you ought to be. Yes or no? Yes, you are. Are you? Are you growing in the knowledge of Jesus Christ? Here in the book of Isaiah, I want you to look there in verse 4. The Lord God hath given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. He awakeneth morning by morning. He awakeneth mine ear to hear as the learned. Uh, Christ, when he came, he made the statement over and over again. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. That doesn't mean that you can't hear audible words, because you can hear. But do you really hear? Do you hear what he says? When you hear the word of God, do you listen with the attitude that whatever I learn and I need to correct, I will do so. So that this service this morning is not just another church service that you attended. But it's one that you're looking for things to change in your life so that when you leave, it profited you something. It affects the way you live the rest of the week because it has a power. You heard. You really heard. Now, some people were in the very presence of God and didn't know it. And there's Christians who go to church week after week and they hear the Bible and they even maybe read and have a devotional time and it changes absolutely nothing in their life. And you go ahead and you do the same old things you've always done. You never try to correct anything, change anything. Then God says, you're like a person who beholds their face in a mirror. And then you go your own way as though you never looked. Like it never made a difference. Look there in Job chapter 7. Job chapter 7 is a story of a, an individual that we've talked about many times. I guess... Most of you here could relate to Job. You've had some hard times in life. But I want you to look there in Job chapter 7 and look first of all in verse 7. Did you know that the Lord visits with you every morning? Every morning he visits you. You say, well, I didn't know that. I know. That's the problem. He's in your presence and you don't know it. Did you know that also when you trusted Christ as your Savior, the Holy Spirit indwells you? Who lives within you? God. That you are in his presence. But the Bible says it's like God comes to visit you every morning when he's fresh. And there's things he wants to teach you this day. But you're supposed to know that. Understand that. But look what he says there in verse 7. Oh, remember that my life is wind. Mine eye shall no more see good. You know what Job was saying? It can't get any worse than this. I mean, the bottom of them dropped out. But as he looked at life, he thought, it can't, it'll never be any good anymore. Look what he says. My eye shall no more see good. Look what he says in uh, verse 9. As the cloud is consumed and vanishes away, so he uh, that goeth down to the grave shall come up no more. He shall return no more to his house, neither shall his place know him any more. Therefore, I will not refrain my mouth. I will speak in the anguish of my spirit. I will complain in the bitterness of my soul. 
Then he says uh, in verse 13, when I say, My bed shall comfort me, my couch shall ease my complaint. In other words, when you get so down and discouraged, go to bed and sleep it off. Because you know that when you get up, everything's going to be changed. You know, all the problems that you went to bed with, if you go to sleep, when you wake up, they're not there anymore. Have you ever heard of people who try to drown their problems in alcohol? Kind of like this one man. (laughs) He tried to drown his problem. But he didn't know his wife could swim. Some of y'all come along. Just take your time. He says here in verse 14, So I finally go to bed to get some rest. Uh, Lord, when I'm awake, it's bad enough. I done lost everything. My wife's done turned against me. I got bad health. I got these sores all over my body. I done lost ten kids. I done lost all of my, uh, my, my, my money and my servants. I've lost everything. So I'll go to bed. Isn't that a wonderful way to at least get some peace and quiet and a little rest? So he goes to bed. What happens when he goes to bed? Verse 14, then thou scareth me with dreams and terrifies me through visions. In other words, I have nightmares. So daytime ain't no good. The nighttime's even worse. So in verse 15, so that my soul chooses strangling and death rather than life. Now, you're talking about being down? Oh, he's down. I loathe it. I would not live always. Let me alone, for my days are vanity. What is man that thou shouldest magnify him, and that thou shouldest set thine heart upon him, and that thou shouldest visit him? And you ought to underline these two words. Every morning, it's in your note, he visit every morning. But notice what he says here about this. And then trieth him every what? Every moment. You see, when you got up this morning, God met with you, and God is going to try you. Every moment. All day long. You say, why? Because he loves you. He says, well, I don't need any more loving. Yes, you do. But with the trials and temptations comes the grace, the strength to bear everything that comes upon you. But you're supposed to believe that. But you see, if you forget who God is and what God's doing and how he's working in your life then you resent everything that happens. You'll be just like Job that loses and it'll never get better. What a dark life. If I could, I'd strangle myself. Have you ever tried to strangle yourself? Put your hands up there and try to strangle yourself. What would happen? <laughs> now, I don't know if you can do it or not. I really don't. I've never tried. Kind of reminds me of the guy that walked into the house and looked up there and he saw his friend hanging from the ceiling with a rope tied around his wrist. He said, what are you doing? He said, I'm committing suicide. He said, why didn't you put it around your neck? He said, I tried it, but I couldn't breathe. Turn in your Bible to the book of Lamentation. Lamentations chapter 3. I read this verse to you once before in a different message, but it's on page 836 in a Bible that's loaned to you. Lamentation chapter 3, look in verse 22. Our hope is supposed to be in the Lord. And you're supposed to believe that not only does God visit me every morning, but his compassions are new every morning. I've got something new to face every day. What? I've got God's compassion. It doesn't mean he eliminates the things that will cause you to need compassion. Have you ever had trouble and you wish somebody would kind of give you a little compassion? And she won't? 
a little sympathy and she won't or he doesn't. A little understanding, a little kindness goes a long ways. I think women can live on flattery. Boy, you really look nice. <gasps> I'll never forget one time a person came up to me. Don't never do this, ladies. Don't walk up to somebody and ask them unless you want an honest opinion. Do you like my hair? The guy has to like it or die. If he tells the truth, no, it looks like a rat nest. You should never say that. So we are sometimes forced into the corner where we have to lie or die. And you women won't let us tell the truth. Have you ever asked somebody for their advice? But woe to them if it's not correct. Here in the book of um, Lamentation chapter 3, look in verse 22. It is of the Lord's mercies that we're not consumed. Because his compassions, and you ought to underline those verses, they fail not. They do not fail. Verse 23, they are new every morning, every morning. In other words, God gives you all you need at the beginning of every day to face the day. You're supposed to praise the Lord at the beginning of the day before you know what the day will bring. Now, wouldn't it be neat if you knew that today you're going to win the lottery and you didn't even play? You're supposed to rejoice of what God has got prepared for you that day before you know what he's got prepared. Because you know that God's mercies and his compassion is new every morning and all that you need. And you believe that. Don't you believe that? You believe that. That's why you can wear a smile. And that's why when everything seems to go wrong, you can still keep serving God and keep getting up. The Lord's compassions are new every morning. Number three, the Lord brings his judgment to light every morning. This is awesome. Look in Zephaniah chapter 3. Zephaniah chapter 3, page 961. And look there in verse 5. Israel had disobeyed God. The temple had been destroyed. Uh, they had been in captivity. All, all kind of things had gone wrong for Israel. But that's because she rebelled against the Lord. She rebelled. She wouldn't serve God. After all that God had done for her. Uh, see what I mean there in verse 1? Woe to her that is filthy and polluted to the oppressing city. She obeyed not the voice. She received not correction. She trusted not in the Lord. She drew not near to her God. Now, if this is a description of you, well, you're going to have a heavenly father beat the tar out of you. And you're not going to enjoy your life. But realize that, like he says in verse 2, obey the voice of the Lord. Receive correction. Trust in the Lord. Draw near to God. See, that's just the opposite of rebellion. It's called obedience. Now look in verse 5. The just Lord is in the midst thereof. The just Lord is in the midst thereof. Even Jesus Christ, when he came, says, I am in the midst of thee. I'm there. I see. I hear. I understand. He lives within you. He'll never leave you and never forsake you. You're supposed to, know, you're supposed to believe that. But it's one thing to say, well, I believe that. All right, now live like that is true, because it is true. Some people, it will change their lives, and other people, it will make no difference to them. But look at the last part of verse 5. He will not do iniquity, because God doesn't sin. 
Did you realize that God can't sin against you? God can never do you wrong. What if he whoops the tar out of me? That'll be right. That will be right. God can't sin. God can't do you wrong. God is a just, holy God. Now look at the next statement. Judgment to light. Every morning doth he bring his judgment to light. In other words, the things that you judge down here, you say, well, that's not fair. That's not fair. That's not right. In this life, what is? Ain't nothing fair in this life. So nothing's fair. Why do you think there's a judgment when you get to heaven? Because things are not fair here. If everything was fair, you wouldn't need a judgment, right? Light come on. You see what I'm saying? So God says every day is to make you aware of that. So that you know you live at a time when things are not always going to happen the way you want. It should be brought to light. You should see that. Understand that. Not every day is going to be fair to you. There's things that are against you. The devil is against you. That ain't fair. People are going to be against you. That ain't fair. Your husband is going to hurt your feelings. The wife is going to hurt yours. That ain't fair. Who said anything was? It's not your job to make it equal. Have you ever heard somebody say, I'll get even with them if it's the last thing I do. When they say get even, that means they want to make it fair. He says, he faileth not. He faileth not. Psalm 73, 14 makes this statement. I want you to see this because it's so important. Every one of us are going to be chastened. You're chastened by the Lord. Psalm 73, verse 14. This is what the psalmist David had to say. For all the day long have I been plagued and chastened. And here's those two words, every morning. But God visits you every morning. His uh, compassions are new every morning. He chastens, disciplines, corrects every morning. So you're supposed to thank the Lord for his wonderful compassion. And you say, well, I don't want all of that. I just want no troubles. Then you don't understand the purpose of life. But he makes this statement, all the day long have I been played and chastened every morning. Some people say, boy, I wish it was like it was in the old Bible times. Well, you think, well, they had better times than what we have. It was easier for them. It's hard for us today. It's not fair. No, that's not true. Today, I apply what I learned yesterday. Today, I apply what I learned yesterday. Did you learn anything yesterday? you have any hard time? Did God teach you anything yesterday? Now, some people can live and learn, and some people live and never learn. Which one are you? Can you learn? And then the next statement, a football team that lost today must wait a week to try again. Aren't you glad every moment can be a new start for believers? Because it's moment by moment. You walk with the Lord one step at a time. You say, well, I just stumbled and I fell. Do you have to wait till next week to correct it? No. You don't have to wait till another hour. You can correct the very next statement, the very next decision, the very next moment. So we have an advantage. So that's not fair. You can always correct things in your life. Aren't you glad? And that there's a Heavenly Father that will forgive you when you stumble, when you fall. But He loves you.
Number five, I want you to look this in First Chronicles. First Chronicles, but in First Chronicles and chapter 23, look there in verse 30. The Bible tells us that David was a man of war and that God wouldn't let him build the house of the Lord, the new tabernacle, the new temple that was going to be built. But God did allow him to put the things together so that his son Solomon could build it after he left, after he died. Well, there was the tribe of Levi. They were the ones through which Aaron came from being a brother of Moses. They were the sons of Aaron. And they had a ministry with the priesthood. And so the Bible told these priests, this is what I want you to do. Now, in the New Testament, the Bible says, Ye are a royal priesthood, and ye are kings and priests with God, and shall rule and reign with the Lord. And you and I are supposed to be like, like a priest. We intercede for other people. But look what he says to these people there in verse 30. And to stand, and you ought to underline these two words, and to stand every morning to thank and praise the Lord. And likewise at evening. But get the first part of it. Before the day reveals its contents. You're supposed to stand and thank the Lord and praise the Lord before you know what the Lord will bring forth in that day. That is what helps you to prepare for a day. Otherwise, if you don't, you get up and you automatically you expect everything's going to work out great today. And lo and behold, you find that not everything works out great. And this thing goes wrong, and that goes wrong, and next thing you know, the whole day is a wreck. And you're down and discouraged and complaining, and you and uh, Uncle Job sitting there in an ash heap contemplating suicide. Or you realize that this is the day God made it. He's already got all the compassion that I need for today, and I'm going to need some. Oh, there are going to be problems going to come this day. And God says, I've got all the compassion you need. You may not get it from people. They may not always understand. And people will let you down. Things don't always happen to suit you. And you wish sometimes you had power. You could change things. Everything that needs to be changed in your life, God is able to do so. And is willing to do so. But he's more interested in you as the person than the things that happens to you or what people think about you is that you need to understand that God came to visit with me today. And if he came to visit with you today, have you ever had some people come to visit and you can't wait for them to leave? Ever had anybody like that? Oh, you love to see company come and you love to see company go. You don't want them to live with you. You just want them to visit. Sometimes shorter the better. But if the Lord came to visit with you today, this morning... How long do you want him to stay today? All day? You want him to stay all day? Really? Because if he stayed all day, you realize that you really, you really got to watch yourself all day long. You got to like entertain. You ever, you don't mind certain people come to visit with you because you don't have to entertain them? Then there's other people you feel like you always have to entertain them. Look at the bottom of the page. There's three little things I want you to look at. You should praise the Lord before you know what the day will bring forth. God has provided all you need to face tomorrow, but you won't get it until... 
He says, grace for today is sufficient thereof. You see, what breaks you down is not the burdens of today. Because God gives you grace to bear today. It's because you reach into tomorrow and the next day and you bring those troubles and problems into the present. And God never promised to give you the grace to bear tomorrow's burdens in advance. And it weighs you down. We should offer the sacrifice of praise continually, found in the book of Hebrews and chapter 13. Have you ever heard that faith without works is dead? Or have you ever read James chapter 2? Does your faith produce good works? Some teach that if you don't serve the Lord, you're not saved. Is that true or false? Pastor Yankee Arnold has prepared just the right book with answers straight from the Bible. The book is called Gospel Driven Man, and Pastor Yankee wants to send it to you free of charge. Simply write to Pastor Yankee at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634, and request the book, or request by email at yankee at yankeearnold.com. That's yankee at yankeearnold.com. Thanks for listening to today's broadcast. We pray that today's message was a blessing to you and your family. You may help support this radio ministry by donating online at yankeearnold.com or by mail at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Friend, one day it will happen. The trumpet will sound, and we will be changed, caught up to meet the Lord in the air. So live today and every day, believing that the Lord is coming soon, and just keep looking up. Amazing grace amazes me